Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Figure Souls Doing Good and Making Money. Today, we are doing a special season seven, highlighting my co-authors for our newest collaborative book coming out in July, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional. I am your host, Camille Miller. I am lead author for the book and pioneer for the soul professional movement. Today, we are interviewing my co-author, Teresa Trigas Pfefferly, and she is a broker for real estate, a coach of real estate, a team leader with Keller Williams. And thank you, Teresa, for joining us today. Thank you. I know it's so many words. (laughs) Teresa Trigas Pfefferly. (laughs) That's why I say my friends call me TTP. Yeah, TTP. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So let's start off. um, Tell the audience a little bit about who you are a little bit bigger than that. And I also want, you can throw it in or we can do it as a second question, a little bit about your journey, right? I actually met Teresa, oh my gosh. 20. 20 years ago? Has it been 20 years? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of people don't know. Um, I was also a real estate broker in my past life. It was part of one of the journeys I had. <laughs> And um, Teresa and I worked together for a while. So that's how we met. So I met you there. I think that was more of the beginning of your career. So tell our audience and everyone like else. In the beginning, yeah. yeah. Near-ish. Near-ish, yeah. It's like 18, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I'm i a country Jersey girl. Yeah. You know, born and raised in Huntington County. Not a lot going on, but cornfields and farms and you know a little better now it is a little better yeah, 20 years or, ago, it depends on your perspective yes <laughs> right right so um yeah I just was I was young and restless and not a lot going on in Hunterdon County and kind of wanted to always do my own thing and um got married young I have now uh I have five children blended in a um you know, remarried and each of us had two children and one together. And so the whole blended family experience the last 17, 18 years has been crazy. Yeah. I didn't think I'd get through the first five, (laughs) Um, but I'm super grateful. Actually, it's, it's brought a wealth of um, just a, a whole lot of patience, Mm -hmm. understanding, and movement to our lives that I'm really honored to be part of. Beautiful. Yeah. And so there's that part of me, right? Mom and wife, and I'm a real estate broker with Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. I broker a large office in Hunterdon County and Clinton. We have about 150, I don't know, we vacillate between 150 and 180 agents. Wow. Depending on any given day. So I thought, wow, oh my goodness, what an opportunity to learn much more in depth, the broker side of the business with that many agents. Yeah. So that's been amazing and eye-opening. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to think what else can I tell you about me? I mean, I volunteer you know, real estate's important to me because it's been good to me. It's taught me a lot about people, a lot about life. 
and it's helped me to support my family, even as a single parent. And so for that, for that gratitude, I always wanted to give back, was involved at the board of realtors. While I was there, I um, negotiated a merger with a neighboring association. So I took the association from 2,200 members to 4,500 members, Uh, was not an what was quite the miracle, if I must say, because all of the things on the back end that people don't realize with governing documents and laws in New Jersey and having to have two thirds of the members actually vote in order for the vote to be valid. So you could imagine what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Have with your experience. Yeah. And yes. I yeah. was on that board as well. Was that? Yeah, I, I used to be on that. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was a lot. Yeah, it it took huge. a couple yeah, years yeah, yeah. of my life, but I'm very, very happy to have done it. And I look back on it as something that I'm very proud of. All right. And so, yeah, voting member of the National Association of Realtors for four years. That was amazing experience getting wow. to be part of the. Yeah you know, all of the decisions that are made and um, really love that part of our world, my world, you know, let's, let's jump into um, your actual business, real estate, that's where you're making your coin, right? So from 20 years ago, whenever you started, how have you seen one, the market change? And 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 I don't really want to talk about the real estate market as more as I want to talk about you being a realtor because I know, or your business, really your business, yeah. right? Cause now it's probably fully online. You're probably signing contracts so differently. Um, 20 years ago, terrific. Yeah, terrific. 20 years ago, you had contracts in your cars. And, um, so let's talk a little bit about your growth, mm-hmm. right? Not so much the technology, but just what it's, what it was like 20 years ago to compare to, you know, being a single agent that you were coming to the office. And now you're a broker of, you know, 150 agents that you have, and I'm sure they're not all coming to the office. It's a, it's a much different world today. So So, what has that journey been like? Well, first of all, there's two sides of that question, right? So what was it like 20 years ago? I mean, I probably spent the first three to five years crying a lot behind closed doors. I I didn't know what I didn't know about business, let alone real estate which is even that much harder being completely outside sales and being predicated on so many different variables in every single transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now what's different about that is, you know, after 20 plus years and after being involved in my own sales, but also involved in the sales of the office, there's really not a whole lot that surprises you anymore. And there's not a whole lot that can shake you because you just kind of get to the point where you're like, it doesn't matter what the news says. doesn't matter yeah. what the client says. I know what I know. Right. Yeah, and I love that. it either is what it is. And yeah. if you're not expecting to have things fall through, then there's a problem because things are not, things are not going to always fall through. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to always go the only thing for certain in a real estate transaction is something will go unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, from that perspective, that's like, 
what I try to tell people is it's okay. Things are going to be unexpected. Like we just have to like take a breath and move through it. Um, the second side of that question was about the technology. Mm-hmm. So everything can be done virtually now, as opposed to having a file box in the trunk of my car yeah. and five pre-printed folders for buyers and sellers and, you know, going, wait a minute, the check's in one of the folders. Hold on. <laughs> Tears somewhere. <laughs> or like signing on the hood of your car. All the time. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I kind of am a little nostalgic about that. I miss that piece of it. One of the things that I threaten my agents with all the time is it because of the digitalness, right? It allows you to say, okay, great. This is what your offer is going to be. I'm going to go home and I'll send it to you tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's super convenient. However, it's also a little bit more problematic when you're looking for an experience for the consumer. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting at a table in front of the consumer and I have my folder in front of me, as I go through each piece of paper, I could stop and highlight certain things to them and explain what everything means. I can't do that when we use dot loop or DocuSign or DigiSign or whatever, right? right? Because it goes to them in one entire packet and it's literally click, click, click. Uh, gotcha. Right. So I sometimes will send it to my clients in a PDF and say, before we get to the point of signing this, I need you to pull this up and let's go through it together. Especially if I know they've never signed anything before, have never purchased a home before. Yeah. You know, for the clients who have done this a time or two, I'm not as concerned about it, but then I feel like they miss out on some of my personality without me being able to be like, I miss what this one means. (laughs) But I think that's important. So what you're touching on is really the touch points of how important it is. And that's how you're building your relationship. And I think we've missed a lot of that. I think relationship building is a big, big part of business, right? It's all those conversations matter. Even well, conversations that are not about business or real estate, right? Those conversations matter. What happens is they, if you don't have the ability to do that with them, two, three weeks later, when something happens in the transaction, they don't have that. They did, they missed out on having this conversation that the documentation helped to precipitate where you're telling them this, what this means. And let me tell you a story about that. So that when it happens to them, they don't have that. So then you're having to rebuild credibility unless you have a previously existing relationship with them. You're, you're having to build trust over and over and over again. Wow. Yeah. Important lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, where do you think as you built this business, the driver is within you. Hmm. I'm going to say it's twofold. Okay. Um, my heart is my children. Yeah. I'll probably cry. <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
oftentimes I find that it's wanting to do something for them mm-hmm. or wanting to, you know, leaving a legacy is extremely important. Um, for me, you know, in the last probably 10 years, it's been something, you know, and I think it's just a normal part of the aging process that you, you get to that point where you start thinking about that. Right. And so for me, that looks like a real estate portfolio. I started investing in multifamily properties and that will be my retirement because I've been in real estate for 20 plus years. But more importantly to me is not only will that be my retirement, but it's something tangible that I can leave my children that will help them financially for them and their children when I'm not here. That's beautiful. So there's that. And then I also have this still small voice inside of me. Maybe it's still from, you know, trials and tribulations in my life that I'm like, I'm not going to get left behind, you know? So then I kind of dig in, roll up my sleeves and my grit shows up and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Well, in New Jersey, they award the sales agents right? With different level acknowledgements, not that it means anything, right? Because everyone's level of success is personal um, based on what's important to them at that time. So early on in my career, what was important to me is that I was there every day when my kids got home from school and that I was able to pay my bills alone. It wasn't important to me that I was a top producer. Right. Um, but uh, now I forget what I was going to say. I started thinking about my kids. So, um, we were talking about the driver inside. Oh yes. But then there's the time where the grit comes in and I go, well, all right. It started with bronze. I'm bronze this year. You know what, whether I stay in real estate or don't stay in real estate, I'm not leaving real estate till I hit this goal. And then it's okay. Well, this one, this person (laughs) can do that wow. All right. If they can do it, I can do it better. Right. <laughs> and it, it becomes that whole, like, you know, in my own head, I say to myself, you know, I'm going to do better. I'm going to not, I'm not going to get left behind. I'm not going to be mediocre. You know, my life is meant to be extraordinary. I love that. I, I love that you, I have that same wild attachment to my kids. And I define success as being able to buy my kids plane tickets to meet me anywhere in the world. And that's how I define success. Right. Because it's, it's a part of making sure that we're always a family. Right. Right. That's very important to me. So you've talked a little bit about your grit. Yeah. And the difference 20 years ago to now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I totally forgot what my question. No way. I know what it is. No, no, no. I know what it is. Your balance. Yes. How do you stay balanced? And by balance, I also mean personal, personal care, really. Right. Um, and do you have a soulful side to you? This is obviously about soul aligned businesses. I know you as a soulful person. And how do you balance all of it? Because I think it's important. And I think many times I tell entrepreneurs, you know, it's this dovetailing of your feminine and your masculine energy, right? The nurturing, the kindness, the self-care. But you also need to run a business, your assertiveness, your logical, your 
your metrics, you know, and it, and there has to be some way in between to make, I say, make your heart sing, right. To really make it work, especially with families and all the other things that we have all going on in, in our worlds. Right. And I know that you also have a young child that keeps you very busy. So talk about balance a little bit <laughs> and how you do it. Balance. Uh, first of all, I don't believe there's ever such a thing as balance. I agree with that. <laughs> um, I think it's balanced. I think it's balanced at the moment. Yeah. So there could be any given point in time where you come to my house that I have laundry on my dining room table and it sits there. Right. Yeah. Because a busy entrepreneur needs to be worried about what their what the priorities are. Yeah, that is not a priority. And sometimes I take it to wash and fold. Right. That's okay. And that's okay. And, um, that took, that took quite a few years to get used to, but I think, and I I just want to interrupt. I think that's a huge one for women. Yes. That, I mean, for me, it was, um, when I was in a bigger house, it was having someone help me clean the house, which my husband at the time was totally against, but what a difference it made in my life. And today I live in a smaller home, but someone else cuts the lawn. I did it during COVID for a year just to kind of see what that was like. And I was like, no, this kind of sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, no. <laughs> right. But it really opens up your time it does sometimes people think that they're saving money by doing it but it's really costing you so much more yes and there's a balance to that yeah because we i had an amazing house cleaner and then she moved yep and then every person since we would spend the money and then we'd be like eh it's not worth it i'm gonna i'm gonna let them go and then and then we just couldn't do it right Um, and there were times where I'm like, you know what, I'm all about funneling money into my children. I'm going to pay them. So I'll pay the children to do it. Right. So we paid paid them to do the lawn or whatever the case may be. And then sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, it depends on the kid and it depends on what's going on in their life. And my youngest working as hard as she does at what she does, doesn't have the time for that. And, um, so I don't know. We, now we pay someone to do our lawn and we pay someone to do the pool. And if we want the house clean, we have to pay someone to clean the house because we there's just not enough time in the day. But I will say this, making my heart sing, I've had to learn how to, um, like I've had to learn to say, it's okay if I need a couple of days to hang out on my porch in the sun when the spring time comes with a journal and nothing but like music and just hanging out in nature or I know that you know I feel alive when I'm in the sun so in the summer sometimes that means that I know I have to cut my day and just go sit outside by the pool and put some music on or it might mean that I tell my husband I need you to take me to go do something 
with me. Like I need to go paint or I need to go play golf or I need, I need a recreational activity that I, that I'm not used to doing so that I can feed my soul. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you believe that you're being very authentic? Like, are you allowing yourself to literally be you all the time? All of the time. <laughs> well, okay, let's go for it. I think, I I think as time has gone by, the older I get and the more, the longer I'm in real estate, the more I, I believe I am authentic of that that I almost feel this level of, um, level of settling Mm -hmm. and peace that has come over me that I can, I feel. And I know that that's also, I'll tell you a story. So I'm standing at the edge of the water down at the Jersey shore. I forget what town we were in. My daughter was at a dance competition. We had to spend the weekend. So it was early morning. We just finished breakfast. She's running the boardwalk with her girlfriend before we had to be back at the convention center. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing at the ocean and I'm feeling the the energy and the and the I was just being washed over with the energy coming off of the ocean that the universe was giving me right and feeling that peace and calm Mm -hmm. and I looked around I looked to my left and my right and I saw people congregating because they were feeling the same thing they may not have articulated it but they were there for the same reason and I remember thinking oh my god this this it's this this is how I want to feel and this is how I want to make people feel Wow. And so that really like is a beautiful visual way to describe why I believe I think I'm authentic and what I want to bring to the people around me, whether it's the real estate agents that work for me, whether it's my clients, because as you know, in real estate, selling a home, buying a home is probably one of the top five stressful things you could do for people. Mm -hmm. So I want to be that for them. And, and even more globally, not just in the real estate space, but just be that, right? When I said I'm meant to live an extraordinary life, like that's it. That's beautiful. And, and I, and I totally can see that moment on the beach. And I think every single Jersey girl can, (laughs) right? Because so many times when I'm stressed, that's the first thing I do is I drive to the beach. I know so many friends that are like, I just got to get to the beach. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's, that's the beautiful thing about New Jersey is we have some of the most incredible beaches in the world and people don't realize that, but that electrifying feel that salt in the air that, Mm -hmm. especially as the sun rises right above our water on this coast and it is extraordinary. So, oh my gosh, what a visual, but, but also that you were going to spend the day with your daughter, right? So you were doing, you were replenishing and filling your cup as you were doing all these other things. That's a, that's a really beautiful, beautiful story. Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing it. So what would be your advice Hmm. for someone who is starting a business right now? It could be real estate, could be something else. Um, that 
you know, your, your takeaway from building a business over the last 20 years. Okay. If I had to boil it down to one thing, right. Because you can get strategy anywhere. As a matter of fact, you could go on an AI chat bot and get strategy in about five minutes. Right. So, so like strategy aside, my biggest piece of advice to someone is to be authentic and that authenticity requires you to dig deep within yourself and ask yourself no matter what genre you no matter what no matter what vocation what kind of business you have to be who you really are and not be who the person next to you who your competition is because there's enough people out there that are going to resonate with who you are and you're going to be the strongest if you're standing in who you are and you're going to have um, more tenure. Like you're not going to burn yourself out as easily if you're being who you are. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That is fantastic advice. And, and um, I, I'm not a big believer in competition because I believe that you attract who you are. Yes. Right. So that, that, that's beautiful. Teresa, how can people get in touch with you if they want to hear more? Oh, wait, I have one other question before that. Yes. What's, yes. what's the name of your chapter? Oh my goodness. Real estate saved my life failing forward and not looking back. I love that failing forward. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read it. That is wonderful. Okay. There's so even how- a strategy section called day drinking. <laughs> Wait, I'm totally getting this book. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm really excited. How can people get in touch with you? All right. So if you're interested, if they're interested in my real estate sales and they want me to help them buy, sell, invest, or they want to get into real estate, they can check me out on ilovehunterton.com. Okay. If they're interested in just talking to me and asking questions, if there's anything I can help you with, I have um, a landing page, whoisttp.com. Oh my gosh, some really good ones. All right. Well, thank you so much, Teresa, for being a part of our podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are welcome. All right, everyone, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. For more information about the Soul Professional Movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global professional organization and business incubator for the soul-aligned entrepreneur. If you live in a higher vibration, have an alternative approach to business, and want to repair want to help repair the world, join us for our next meet and greet at soulprofessional.com. And I just want to remind everyone, our book will be coming out in July of 2023. So stay tuned and listen for more. Thanks again, Teresa. Thank you.